You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Welcome to our couch. Take a seat. It's time for therapy. Movie therapy. Hey, movie therapy listeners. Kristen here with a bonus episode just for you. What you're about to hear is an appearance Rafer and I made on WNYC's The Takeaway back in the early days of the pandemic, right after we launched Movie Therapy. As you may know, WNYC is where Rafer and I got our start back in 2009 with on-air appearances reviewing films and TV shows, as well as our Movie Date podcast, which you can still get wherever you find your favorite shows. And now, let's get this bonus episode underway. Back with you on The Takeaway, I'm Shamitha Basu. Have you ever seen a comedy drink a glass of water? What? What? <laughs> Why do you want a little bit? Because if you're going to drink, I'd rather you do it in the house. Why do you think I'm calling you? Just to say hello? Did you see the memo about this? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. This is healthy. This is good. That's the intro music that used to accompany these fine folks. 2011, 1966, and 1914. Which of these years, if you had if you had to choose, which of these years would you go back to? Oh, man. Not 1914. That Everyone's about to die. Doesn't sound that great, does the it? The Great War. They didn't use the word great correctly in that one. <laughs> it was not great. That, of course, is Rafer Guzman, film critic for Newsday and longtime contributor to The Takeaway, and Kristen Meinzer, a culture critic and the author of How to Be Fine. If these voices sound familiar, it's because Rafer and Kristen hosted the Takeaway Movie Date podcast, which ended back in early 2016. But since then, they told us longtime fans have been getting back in touch and asking for recommendations on what to watch in the era of COVID-19. So Rafer and Kristen have reunited to create a new podcast called Movie Therapy. And we're so excited to have them back here on The Takeaway to talk about their movie prescriptions for this moment. Welcome back to the show, Kristen and Rafer. Hi, Hi we're so excited to be back. Excited to have you. Well, Kristen, it sounds like you definitely got a nudge from old fans, but why did you two <laughs> want to get back together again to talk about movies at this time? Oh, well, Rafer and I have always enjoyed uh, going to movies together and talking about movies. And um, I think we always thought it'd be great if at some point we could work together again 
But then, you know, old listeners reached out and kind of asked us to. So that gave us the nudge to do it. And we understand why they are at home more than ever. And a lot of people are needing some comfort. A lot of people are watching more TV than they ever have in their lives. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily know what to watch. And in some cases, people really just want a movie or a TV show that's going to speak to their particular feelings, whether those feelings are, uh, I want to kill my husband, he's driving me nuts, or I need a vacation <laughs> from my kids, or I need a good cry, whatever it is. Rafer, how do you think movies can be therapeutic at a time like this? Well, I think uh, movies, first and foremost, um, you know, whether you want to admit it or not, they really are just an escape. You know, when I was a kid uh, and I fell in love with movies, it was because they were a, a real escape. You could go into this fantasy world um, and you could kind of uh, maybe see your best self on screen. You could sort of see the world as you'd like it to be, the way you wanted it to be. Um, so there's a lot of escapist elements to that. I know, um, you know, film critics and film snobs will talk about how movies are supposed to reflect reality and you want to see deep things with a lot of nuance and uh, things that are believable and convincing and you know, show the world and knowledge realism. But I think when you really get down to it, um, their wish fulfillment and their fantasies uh, and their dreams. Um, and so I think they can be pretty helpful at a time like this. Kristen, what are some of the most common things that people have been writing to you about and asking for you to sort of solve for them with movie suggestions? Oh, well, I already mentioned a few of them. You know, some folks are really uh, feeling a little bit tense with the other people under their roof right now. Mm -hmm. Some people are feeling quite anxious. Um, but also we have people who very commonly write to us saying they're addicted to reading the news. They stay up late just scrolling through their phones. Mm. And we've been hearing a lot just in the last few days from people who have canceled summer plans and are, are worried about that and um, are thinking about what they can do to replace that. Yeah, so tell us what your recommendations are for those people who are in news overload land. Rayford, do you want to describe what you're telling people to watch? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, uh, I think what you want uh, at a time like this, like I said, is something that would kind of um, get you out of this bubble and get you to a uh, get you to a happier place. You know, it's mm -hmm. funny there there are a lot of movies that come out over the years where that are kind of uh, sort of trivial and insubstantial where not much happens. And I always sniff at those movies uh, back in the day, although now during the pandemic, um, they seem <laughs> they seem a lot better to me in hindsight. Um, and one of the ones that I might recommend is a little movie by John Favreau called Chef, which came out in uh, mm. 2014, made a little bit of a splash, but wasn't a big hit. Um, you know, he's the guy that did the Iron Man movie and the, uh, the first Iron Man. He did the, the recent Lion King, yeah. usually a big budget director. You know, he usually works with a lot of a lot of money. But he did this little small personal film in 2014 where he plays a chef who has a meltdown on social media, uh, becomes the laughingstock of the foodie world. He's unemployable, starts out at the bottom, has to drive a food truck, drives it with his son. And of course, it does so well that they drive it across the country and everything ends terrific. And <laughs> it's one of these movies that has no plot, no conflict, no villain of any kind. Um, but it's got a great cast, Scarlett Johansson and John Leguizamo and Amy Sedaris, small role for Robert Downey Jr. He's in it. And it's, <laughs> it's just one of those forget your troubles movies. It's the kind of thing that would have been like a blockbuster during the great depression or something. And, uh, you know, like I say, I, I, I didn't I didn't lavish it with praise at the time, but, um, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, I think it might be the thing to watch. You know, in my household, we literally put on a kid's film the other day, and it's just me and my husband here. We watched the animated film Rio, 
we were just feeling overloaded. Yes. We needed to see some dancing and singing parrots, and it was just perfect, yeah. sort of. Now, Kristen, we have about a minute or two left. You talked about people who might be missing their summer plans or maybe travel plans. What are your prescriptions for that? Yeah, well, one of my most basic prescriptions is always, if you're going to go on a trip, watch a movie that will get you in the mood for that. So even if you can't go on that road trip, maybe watch a movie like National Lampoon's Vacation so you can get that road trip feeling. Uh, Maybe watch a movie that takes place uh, once in each stop along the way. If your kids were going to be going to some sort of day camp this summer, maybe you can do something like watch adventure movies together that kind of give them that sense of excitement of going off into the world, like Troop Zero that is on Netflix right now, or, you know, different kinds of uh, movies that capture their imagination as kids, like Back to the Future, something that you can vote together as a family on, let's watch this movie tonight, or have the kids pick out the movies, and then next week you can pick out the movies as grownups and you can take turns. Mm -hmm. And one other thing, you don't have to stop having adventures just because you're at home. You can try maybe creating a drive-in movie experience in your backyard or on your front driveway by projecting movies there. And then you can still feel like you're going on maybe a little vacation just by watching a movie outside. Nice. We'll have more of our appearance on The Takeaway in just a moment. But first, a quick ad break. Hey, Matt. Did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. We're back with more of our appearance on The Takeaway. Do you have any recommendations for people who are actually wanting to lean into the dystopia of our current reality? <laughs> oh, so many. Yes. <laughs> Rafer and I disagree on this, but I think a lot of people enjoy leaning in. <laughs> yeah, He's not sure. one to lean in. But, <laughs> well, Kristen, um, what are your favorites? 
I think it's great to watch a show like a show like Grey's Anatomy, something that's kind of a procedural where there's an answer mm. at the end of the episode. There's disaster happening everywhere. Uh, things are beeping. People are on gurneys. But at the end of the episode, you always get an answer. And I think that can be comforting for a lot of people because there aren't a lot of answers right now. So sometimes leaning in, seeing a beginning, a middle and an end. And then on the next episode, there's a whole new problem that can be very <laughs> comforting. So, Rafer, even though you're not a huge fan of the dystopian movies for this moment, do you have any recommendations? Maybe dystopian films that have a sense of optimism? Yeah, not too many do. You know, one movie that I always find myself going back to these days is the old John Carpenter movie, Escape from New York, where New York has become the giant prison. And oh, uh, wow. Kurt Russell has to go inside and uh, rescue the rescue the downed president and, uh, you know, take drag him back out of, you know, out of uh, New York and all the prisoners are trying to keep him there because they want to hold him hostage. And it's, it's just a great, um, you know, then as now, it was just a perfect metaphor for, uh, for Manhattan. And it's a lot of fun. And it's got that great John Carpenter over the top, really vivid feel to it. And it's, mm -hmm. it's always been a, a real favorite of mine, you know, and it's not a dystopian movie that, you know, it's going to, uh, I think, uh, you know, make you too depressed, not like Handmaiden's Tale or something like that, you know, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I sometimes need to take a break from some of those kinds of films and TV shows. Yeah, I've right. heard from some people that they are rewatching movies that they've watched many, many times before at this moment. And I know that I tend to do this a lot. And I sometimes feel guilty about it because I know there's so many great movies that I haven't seen before that I should probably be watching. Should I feel guilty? Have you heard this from other people? Oh, yes. We've heard it from a lot of people. And there are actually some studies that indicate that it is a good thing to do to help ease anxiety to watch a movie or a TV show where we already know what this character is going to say next and we already know what's going to happen in this scene and the scene after and we know there's going to be a happy ending because there aren't going to be any surprises. There aren't going to be any things that you know throw us off kilter because right. all of it is predictable. All of it's comforting. Even the scary parts are comforting because we know they're we know they're coming, and I think that's totally fine. I've been doing the same thing. I've been watching an episode of Little House on the Prairie at least three times a week since this has started. It was a show that I just absolutely adored growing up. It uh -huh. was in syndication after school every day for many, many, many years in Minnesota. And it was such a huge part of my life. And yes, I think I know every episode by heart, but it still makes me feel good just to sit down and watch something I know by heart right now. Rafer, what's something that you like to watch that just makes you feel at ease and comforted? Well, you know, I think having um, two kids, both boys, nine and 12, um, and uh, my, my poor wife, uh, surround, surrounded by men in the house. Um, but, you know, we're big action guys. And so, you mm -hmm. know, this has been a lot of fun to go back and watch um, all the old great Harrison Ford action films, which they've just loved. Uh, mm. The Fugitive, we saw Air Force One. And, uh, you know, they're... They're really corny. Uh, they're really well-made, though, too, and a lot of fun. They still really hold up as entertainment. Um, you know, uh, my uh, my older kid. Um, I guess you, you, you would you would think, being the son of a movie critic, he would he would be a little different. But he always says, "I don't like dramas. I just want comedy, action, or action comedy." Uh -huh. So you he know, these movies have been. Uh, 
<laughs> exactly. I don't think he wants to dwell on feelings a lot. Um, and so uh, these have been perfect, and you know, and they're and they're fun. And who doesn't love Harrison Ford? Uh, and you know, so next up uh, might be Witness. We're trying to decide whether the kids can handle that one. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, these old kind of you know '80s '90s uh, action films. Uh, you know, I, I find they're I find they're pretty fun, and and they're new to my kids, so they uh, they fit the bill. Do you have any recommendations for people who are thinking that this is a great time to bone up on their classics, on the Criterion collection, or anything that they feel like, wow, that's in the that's that's in the canon. I need to watch that. I would say I don't. It really depends on what kind of household you're in. You know, if if, if you don't have kids, then you know maybe you're you're free to uh, to to go through that. It's I, I don't have the luxury of that. I I did put on not too long ago. Le Vampire. It's the uh, the French silent uh, serial uh, about the uh, kind of the, the cat burglars that crawl in and out of people's houses. It's this you know very influential French series, silent mm. film. Not a lot of people are going to watch that. I really enjoyed that, but you know, let's be honest. If I'm watching that starting at about 9:30 p.m., there's just only so much of that I'm going to be able to stay awake for. You know, even even me, Mr. Film Critic. You know, I'm not going to be able to stay up until 11 or 12 p.m. watching old silent films. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I would kind of say that people should maybe give themselves a bit of a bit of a break on that and not try to bite off too much. And, you know, I don't know if you want to sit through, you know, Berlin Alexander Platz at, at this point in time. Uh, I, I, I really I really advise uh, going for the going for the feel good stuff. Kristen, what are your thoughts on on classics? Well, if you're going to do classics, I am going to vote that you go in for some fun ones for the same reason that Rafer said, like, you know, a lot of the classics during this time might put you to sleep. They might be too much to concentrate on. Um, and I'm also a big believer that during this time, you don't have to live your best pandemic. You don't have to walk out of this having accomplished a lot. If you don't want to, that's fine. You can just relax. But if you are going to dip your toes into something like the Criterion Collection, maybe start with something fun. Like one movie that I like quite a bit that's on the Criterion Collection is Destry Rides Again, in which Jimmy Stewart and Marlena Dietrich, um, he is a man who's essentially the sheriff of the small western town, and he doesn't use guns. Marlena mm-hmm. Dietrich is a very smart-talking saloon gal. They, um, you know, overcome bad guys. They get up to no good. There are lots uh-huh. of laughs in it. So maybe if you're going to get into the Criterion Collection, maybe start with those kinds of movies where you can laugh and uh, maybe learn a little bit of something about, you know, who were these big stars were back then? You know, if you've never seen a Marlena Dietrich movie, if you've never seen a Jimmy Stewart movie, maybe this is a good place to start. I wonder if you two are coming up with little sort of projects for people or if anyone's asked to be assigned or given a, a whole list of movies to watch. Like the other day, my husband and I decided because we really enjoyed watching Parasite, the Bong Joon-ho oh, film. Such a good movie. Yep. Best film last year and he won Best Director. And so we decided to go back and start watching some other Bong Joon-ho films, and we really enjoyed it. We we watched Okja, which was fantastic oh, and yeah. really enjoyable. And then we watched his film Snowpiercer, which yep. um, is, a, is about people who are, are the, the last remaining people on Earth who are all on this one train together. And for me, that was really intense. And maybe it's the intensity of being locked in my house or something that <laughs> it just kind of messed with my mind. Are you coming up with any any sets or sort of projects for people to take on? Yes, I've absolutely recommended larger watching projects. For example, we have had parents write in saying, I'm just so overwhelmed with the kids being at home at 
you know, at all hours while I'm trying to still work a full-time job and I'm supposed to somehow be a teacher right now when I am not a good teacher and I need a break from my kids. And in those cases, um, you know, I'll sometimes give them a long list of TV shows that you can have your kids watch guilt-free. You don't have to feel bad about your kid watching, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, 20 hours a week of Mr. Rogers, Sesame Street, and then Dolly Parton reading bedtime stories to you, for example. Um, so sometimes <laughs> that I'll come is a the guilt list like that. playlist right there. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you could both leave us with one last recommendation, maybe a great new-ish movie, a movie that's come out in the past couple of years that you love recommending to people. Uh, you know, one that one that we recommended to a, a listener a while back, somebody who was um, really missing New York uh, and just sort of the feel of walking around the neighborhood. Uh, we recommended Top Five, the Chris Rock movie, uh, mm. where he's just sort of plays a version of himself. He's with uh, Rosaria Dawson, who plays a journalist. And they just kind of spend sort of a day and a night uh, walking around New York and, you know, kind of meeting people and talking and meeting his friends and family. And it's just this really fun, lively uh, kind of love letter to New York. I know that's kind of a cliche, but it really is. Um, And it's not a long ago film. So it really does kind of capture the New York that you remember. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's very funny and and fun. And, uh, and we recommended that one. And I thought that was a good pick on our part. Rayford Guzman is a film critic for Newsday, and Kristen Meinzer is a culture critic and the author of the book How to Be Fine, and together they are the hosts of the podcast Movie Therapy. Thank you to both of you for coming back on The Takeaway. Thank Thank you. you.